Greetings, one and all. This is Kevin, a podcast for me. Podcasts are made for me, as well as you. I made a website. Uh, I was trying to become an Amazon affiliate, and I guess like one of the criteria was to make a website. So I then uh, went and I was like, oh man, I gotta have a website? Shit. So I went and made a website for podcasts. So go there now. <laughs> You can listen to my podcast there. Well, I guess, like, you click on links to get to my podcast. It's pretty cool. Let me know if it's good or bad. It's still a work in progress, but it's there. And you can buy t-shirts for a limited time only, 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 only. Well, let's see what's new in the world. It's pretty hot today. It's hot this week. It's a weird thing, being hot. It was raining. Now it's hot. It is officially four. Or April 10th, 2018 at 10 o'clock at night. And if I'm doing a podcast at night, you know what I'm doing? I'm drinking. That's happening. What's going on with me? Let's see here. Kids on spring break. So I keep taking them to the dang on uh, Boys and Girls Club. He has lots of fun there. Um, they got the pool and he plays in the pool. That's pretty cool. Um, That's about it. Let's see here. Let's do some news, huh? Let's get into it. Let's get into some news, everybody. News, 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 news. All right. So, let's see what we got going on here. Hmm. TJ Miller charged with calling in a fake bomb threat. So, I already read this article. And, yeah, I guess it's legit. So, he's on a train. I guess he's drunk. Because the article intimates that, yeah... He was he, he was slurring his speech. Some of the passengers said he looked kind of drunk. And T.J. Miller, he's a uh, comedian slash actor in that popular show, um, Silicon Valley, something or other. And I think he's in a um, pool, death, Deadpool, Dead, Deadpool, Dead, Deadpool, Deadpool. I'm pretty sure it's Deadpool. He's in that. And I guess he, uh, I guess he called in a bomb threat on a person. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> so I guess you go to jail for that one. Five years. That's your sentence. So I guess they're trying to prove it. But it seems like the news article knows a lot about what went down. So the investigators probably know what's up. Not a good day for T.J. Miller. Poor guy. Toy Story 4 coming in theaters in 2019. June 2019. June 21st, 2019. It's fucking tight. What's about the most movie will focus on a love story between characters Woody and Bo. Peep, Disney chief. Uh, so it's between Woody and his Bo Peep. Huh. That's cool. Uh, I like the Toy Story movies. They're kind of weird and creepy, but they're pretty good. I like um, that third one was pretty tight. There's a part where they're all about to die. And uh, they're all like... Somehow the toys got stuck in some kind of a, I don't know, scrapyard, and they're inside the scraps, and they're falling into this furnace, and it looks like they can't get out, and they kind of just all hold hands and brace for death, <clears throat> but the way they go about it is like, they just accept it. I thought that was very endearing, you know? Here comes death. Do you want to go go out kicking and screaming, or are you just going to go out with dignity? Just let it happen. Just accept your fate. That kind of thing. 
<clears throat> Excuse me, everybody. I am drinking and I'm burping. Burping up that burger. Anyways, Toy Story 4 next year. That's cool. I don't know if I'm going to pay money to watch that movie, though. What I mean by that is the theater. It's a lot of money to go to theaters. You really want to go out there and go through the hassle. I have nothing to do, baby. Uh. Um, some heavy shit went down. I guess President Trump is uh, thinks. Okay, so I guess let me back it up. So the FBI raided uh, President Trump's uh, lawyer's office because they're investigating, and then the FBI department is Mueller. This guy named uh, what's his first name. I only, we always say Mueller, but I don't know. I don't know what the first name is. Well, anyways, what the fuck is this witch hut? Weird. So I guess they're trying to find dirt on him. Robert Mueller. I knew it was. I knew it was an R. <laughs> I guess. Um. Uh. Yeah. So they. So they raid his place to find out all this shit, and Trump says, "You know what?" Oh, why don't I just fire Mueller? You know what a disgrace he is. We'll see what happens. This is a bad, really sad situation. That's his, a key thing that he says. Sad. You know, he goes. Many people have said you should fire him. Trump said, and we'll see what happens. And um, it's it's kind of a problem if he does that because like Mueller is investigating him for some fucking thing, and I guess the. I guess my wife was telling me that the guy before Mueller was doing the same thing. He got fired. And I was like, oh, okay. And then now he's going to do that to this guy. And it really sucks, too, because I got this lady, um, Sarah Huckabee, I think her name is. She speaks for the White House, right? And then uh, you see her in the press conference, and they're asking her, does the president have the power to do that? And then she goes, uh, she goes, yeah, he has the power to do that. He has the power to fire Mueller, which is kind of true. Uh, well, the attorney general is the person who can fire um, Trump, and Trump, I guess, controls the attorney general. Ah, weird. And even the attorney general can't do it. It has to be somebody else because some kind of a thing that the attorney general did. Sessions, he did something where he can't fire him. The guy, the acting attorney general, can do it or something like that. It's a weird thing. And then, let's see here. Let's see, Attorney General. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I mean, and then she's just talking for the White House, trying to say, like, yeah, yeah, you could totally do that. And then they asked her, and goes, uh, what is she? They, they asked her, it was something stupid. It was like, uh, do you think the president's in the right doing that or some shit? And she was like, I have no comment. <laughs> it's like, she could defend this guy. What do you think about these comments? You know, he says some pretty hardcore shit. It's kind of hard to defend that. When you don't really have a, a dog in the fight. Animation photos, stupid. Um, let's hear. In other news, oh, this is weird. We asked senators if they want to use lights and sirens to beat traffic, like Scott Purit. So I guess the Scott Purit guy, um, I guess had police vehicles escort him to like a place so he can get dinner. Purit wanted to use the flash, flashing lights and sirens in his motorcade to expedite local trips in Washington to the airport or the diner. So basically, he's using emergency vehicles to get to places just because it's convenient. 
And so the news started asking all these people, these random people that were like, uh, these centers, would you do that? You know, like all of them laugh and are like, no, we would never do that. But you know damn well that they would (laughs) in a heartbeat. Think about it. People are just people. So you got that power. There's no way you're going to get caught. There's like no oversight on whether or not you used um, police vehicles and sirens to get to dinner, you know. But you know what, though? In the internet age, people will talk. So maybe that would be a thing. Say you're a policeman. You're a policeman and you're like, the center is telling you, hey, I want you to use these lights, you know. So I can get to dinner, and then you tweet that shit out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's some something going on behind the curtain. Maybe someone out there is making a podcast about that. Well, yeah, the senator made me do this. Hmm. All right, Here, here's a bit of a news that's more of a rant for me. Uh, Takia, or Taika Waititi, is still working on the Akira, and says he's not remaking the anime film. So this guy, he made Thor. That new Thor movie, the third one, uh, Ragnarok, which is really good. It's a really good movie. And I guess he got a hold of uh, Akira, the rights to that movie. So his thing is he's not going to make the movie. Now, there's more to this, but let me stop there. You're not going to make a film on the anime. That's what he says. It's And uh, he's going to make it on the comic books. But the reason why this movie is famous is because of the movie, not the comic books. I mean, like, yes, the source material were the comics, but everybody knows damn well you watch that fucking anime and you're all about it. Now you're wondering, what's Akira? Let me explain it to y'all, everybody that doesn't know anything about Akira. Akira, the anime, is based off these these comic books, but nobody knew that at the time. It's about this... uh, these biker gangs in the future of Japan called Neo Tokyo. And they're like gang wars and shit like that. And all of a sudden, uh, a government uh, experiment comes out and uh, affects one of these guys, one of the biker gangs. And I guess they give him powers, like psychic powers. And um, and this this kid is a, a, a bit of a punk. He used to get beat up. He's the weakest of them, right? And um, now he has power. You couple teenager angst with getting your ass kicked, and now you got power. You got yourself a story. And uh, he's, you know, power corrupts, right? He gets all his powers, starts destroying shit. And his best friend, uh, who has always been, he always looked up to him, but hated him secretly because he's always been better than him but now that he has the power it's like a big epic thing you know and that's how the movie did it the the comic book is way different there's so many other things happening the story gets kind of convoluted i guess there's so many episodes or uh comics and they're real big books and when you have stories like that you make them so huge they get kind of you know some of the messages get lost and i don't know who read the source material and framed the man whoever made this movie the anime i mean um took a lot of the comics and just and kind of refocused the story in a way and that's really what was awesome you know and you know i i could see you making a movie out of the comics and that's cool 
and uh, make your own version of it. And that's pretty smart. I think that's a smart way of going about it. But for the reasons that you're doing it, I mean, like, Jesus, the movie is... Yeah, I guess. I mean, if he could come up with his own thing, it'll work. I take everything back, you know. I thought that was stupid. But, the, you know, fuck it. If he can make a better... But people are going to be like, it's not like the, the movie. So I don't know if he can win that. Unless he really did make the movie badass. So a common thing that goes on with these fucking anime movies that turn into to movie movies is there's two little gripes. One... It's not like the original content, like so. For instance, that Ghost in the Shell, the the movie. It's not the same as the anime. Of course, it isn't. The second thing is whitewashing. That's another thing people say. It's because you casted white actors instead of these Asian people. But it's fucking cartoons. And he did this. With, he, he they mentioned that with Death Note, like Death Note two. Now the problem with both those examples, of Ghost in the Shell and Death Note isn't the fact that it was whitewashing and it isn't the fact that it copies it doesn't copy the, the source material well it's because the characters and the story were shit like i mean I, I fucking defy you to explain ghost in the shell the the uh, movie or the anime the animated movie is a little bit heady it's really a lot of shit going on in there but the movie itself is like you're like oh it's about this one girl and she's a human now she's a robot you know it's really hard I don't think they really centered their story well, you know, identity. Really, the movie should have centered on what is self, you know, and it didn't do a good job at that. You know, had a lot of action, a lot of science fiction, but it really didn't. I don't think it narrated well. The characters are not that great either because you've got the, the major who, who I'm drawn a blank, you know, like this main character, and then, then you have, um, that's it. Everybody else, who cares? Every single one of those characters were not done well. They didn't give them, you didn't give them anything. And, um, yeah. The Ghost of Shell anime, too, by the way, what, the only reason why I thought it did well is because it was like the first to open the door. And at the time, there was nothing. But I make that same argument with, um, I'll give you an example. When PlayStation 4 came out, they came out with Assassin's Creed. Uh, four um, and they, they, they and black flag they called it right and there wasn't that many games and only they only had that game which was uh, not that great of an uh, Assassin's Creed if you've ever played Assassin's Creed the fourth iteration wasn't that great it was good but it wasn't that great but because there was no other games everyone was like this is the best thing ever best Assassin's Creed ever because everyone would be playing it but then after that I was proven right because they released iteration after iteration and they all fucking bombed because there was other games out so of course that's not going to work you know now when Ghost of Shell came out there was nothing around so everyone was like holy shit but I pit that movie against uh, an anime that came out now like Sword of the Stranger or like, let's see science fiction Blame you put that movie against Blame Blame wins hands down you know I'm just naming anime movies <laughs> yeah um, like even like a Dragon Ball movie would be fucking ghost and shot now i'm getting stupid with that but they go and try to make a movie off of a fucking property that became popular now they made a tv show and that was pretty good um well it's a tv anime that was pretty good but then you try to make a movie based off the the fucking um first movie it's just it's just trash it's weak sauce and actually they took parts of like the standalone complex which is the show, and put that in the movie. I don't know, man. It was a it was a hot mess, 
And then Death Note, don't even get me started. Death Note, that is the true movie that did this this gave up on the characters they changed the story a little bit and that would have been okay but the characters themselves they fucked that up it's like they didn't understand the the characters you had like the main character was cold and calculating and pretty charismatic the guy that they put was some guy who is out of a fucking a like i don't know man is it's like his first time acting or something like that he was just like like screaming there's literally a part he screams like ah you know because he got scared that is not kira that is not the main character death note that guy he doesn't like scream like that he does scream at one point but that's a different kind of scream and then like like he he gets stunned like he's you know but he doesn't scream like that and then um and then and then he's petty too because like in death note the pettiness came from the arrogance of his intelligence how dare you think you could beat me i got you beat but he didn't make silly mistakes like um like okay so he's in high school right so he's got this book i'm gonna keep it a secret next scene he tells the head cheerleader that he he has the power to kill people with his death note then gets it on with her you know i mean that is not Akira. An Akira. That is not the main character in Death Note. He's more of a. In fact, there's a girl who throws him, herself at him, and the main character in Death Note is like, "I'm totally gonna use this lady for more killing or something like that." That's legit. That's how he is. That is that character. It's like they didn't even understand that. You know. In fact, actually, they got the dad right. They didn't get L right, and that's the the not the villain but the antagonist of the of the of the show. They got this black dude, and all he does is cry, get all emotional, which is the complete opposite. The other guy is monotone and looks dead inside, but he actually has a lot of heart, and that's conveyed on his actions as opposed to how he acts, and or well, I mean how he speaks. But that's my rant. It seems like people get caught up on the easier things to complain about. It's like. Um, you know, rather than make the hard choice and say something like "Death Note didn't work because we didn't understand the characters," we were they're gonna say "Death Note didn't work because of whitewashing." I mean, if you had the Japanese actors in there and it was the same exact movie, it would suck. It would just totally suck. Same thing with Ghost in the Shell. You had some Asian lady doing all that stuff. If you can't remember what what happened in the movie, then it's not a good movie at all. You know, those are not that great movies. <sighs> I could, like, an idiots. Um, all right, enough of that. I don't want to get too ranty on that. I really, really hate when people take things I like and turn it into shit. Well, you know what? I was gonna talk about that Zuckerberg guy, but oh, oh, burp it, bad boof. Excuse me, it's good beer. So I read this uh, article. Well, actually, it's a video I watched because the article there was none. It was, "Is your weed, is your weed, wait, that's written wrong. Is your weed is killing the environment?" Well, that's a headline in the news. They they spelled that wrong. Is your weed is killing the environment? You fucking idiots! Who wrote that? No one proofreads this shit. Maybe I can find uh, if I wrote two sentence report on a topic. My, you might... I was trying to see if anyone caught that, the headline. Whenever the headline asks a leading question, the answer is usually no. No, looks like a lot of people, it just flew under the radar. 
People don't understand that this is a badly written headline. I didn't even see the headline as it is. Is your weed is killing the environment? <laughs> Shouldn't just why does it have two is's? It doesn't even make sense. Your weed killing the stupid. Anyways, headline should read as follow. Is your weed killing the environment? Not is your weed is. Stupid fucking idiots wrote that. <laughs> so basically, they're talking about um, in Colorado, I think. Um, illegal grows like there's these people that grow weed illegally and um, they to, to cover their evidence they like create lots of trash and shit like that and use really bad pesticides you know because it's you know it's illegal right so the article is just saying yeah that like weed is killing the environment but Illegal weed is killing the environment. In fact, it should be illegal weed is killing. Is illegal weed killing your environment? Because it's. In fact, this would be more of a article for promotion of, like, legal weed. Because if like, if it was legal, then it'd be regulated by the FDA. So there'd be standards, right? Like you can't use rat poison or you can't just farm out there in the forest. You know, you got to get a permit. All that shit. It'd be regulated, and then would there people would there be people selling uh, illegal weed? Now think about it: if weeds in Seven Eleven, liquor stores, Walmart, and all these other places, and it's a pretty cheap plant to make, right? So it'd be cheap. It would be, and if you want to charge a lot, you go for it. A lot of competition. People are, you know, you're in a capitalist country. It'd be cheap. <laughs> Eventually, it'd just be cheap through saturation. So, say you get your weed, right? Ten bucks for a good amount. And you're making an illegal operation. Why the fuck are you going to go buy some illegal shit when you can get it at, like, a Walmart or something like that? Think about it. As of now, like, beer. What would you rather do right now? Would you rather go to someone's house or some random guy that you're too shady to buy beer would you want to try and grow beer or are you just gonna go to walmart and buy it go to 7-eleven and buy it go to go anywhere you're in a gas station buy it yeah okay is it killing your environment you fucking right if you're growing something illegally um and you're trying to hide it and shit yeah it's gonna fuck your environment up you're blaming the wrong thing you're you should blame the the act of doing that as opposed to the actual legal means of doing it. Regulate that shit. I mean, that's how you make it work. I mean, that's why we don't have, you know, was it JFK and his goons doing moonshine and thing in the backyard, you know, and, you know, doing during Prohibition, because that's how he got rich. They had mobsters and shit doing Prohibition and everything, man, selling booze illegally, you know. And then they were like, you know what, let's make this shit legal. They made it legal, and then boom, gangsters are not no longer selling beer. You're not buying uh, beer from Al Capone or whoever JFK's you know grandfather was or whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> Look into it. Google it. But, I mean, there you go. Make that shit legal. Regulate it, and then that way you're not fucking growing it in some random part of the forest. Walmart will own a plot of land and grow it. And then there's people who are real dumb. They're like, man, they're taking it out of the, the man's hands. I'm telling you what, though. That shit don't mean anything. If everyone's fucking high, everyone's chill. Period. You get a little paranoid because you know what you're doing. But once you know what you're doing, 
good to go. And every once in a while, you do get paranoid. You're like, oh, shit. But if that shit's regulated, you would know what's up. You're like, oh, if I take one of these, I'm good to go. If I take two of these, holy shit, that's a bad day. Like, you understand the different strengths of alcohol. It's like, I could drink two beers or I could drink two bottles of vodka, and that'd be two different things. Two bottles of beer, two bottles of vodka. Those are two different things. Um, do you have a shot of vodka or a glass of wine? You know, I mean, you know which one's going to hit you hard. Shot of tequila versus a shot of vodka. They're roughly the same, right? Or absinthe, you know? That shit is regulated. So if they have a big um, knock your shit off weed and, you know, blackout weed, you're like, oh, shit, I'll stay away from that. I'll, I'll get the dainty weed or... Or giggles weed or some shit like that man people would monetize it in, in a way where it, it's legit you know like you don't you don't get some fucking shit or fucking easy stuff you take it holy fuck i'm gonna die you know that kind of shit but this article just grosses me out to a whole new level it's just like trying to make a mountain out of molehill of course the legal weed would be bad that's why legal weed's better stupid fuck is your weed is killing the environment? Fuck you, Yahoo. Who wrote this shit? Why is it I'm not seeing who wrote this? Yeah, whatever. Um, Zuckerberg hedges on how Facebook tracks you. So this happened in the news. Mark Zuckerberg, he got in trouble for, I guess, uh, Facebook and, and Twitter, uh, was it? Instagram, which he owns. Um, knows everything you do through the apps and stuff. And, um, and then that, I guess that money, that ad information gets sold to other companies. And it's tricky because he's like a, such a big billionaire and there's so many things going on. Chances are this could have happened right under his nose or he could have been pro for it, you know? <clears throat> so, I mean... It is, it is shitty that they're selling her information, like where I go and stuff like that, to better throw commercials. But it's the price you pay for interconnectability. You know, that's just going to happen. Privacy is going to be a thing in the past. That's a thing. I mean, there's no way. I mean, in a world where I know when The Rock burps or something like that because of his Instagram or something shit like that, you know, fuck. <laughs> It's only going to get more aggressive, you know, privacy and stuff. Yeah. It was cool, though. One thing, uh, one guy asked him, he goes, this one of the senators. So, basically, Mark Zuckerberg's talking to a bunch of senators. One senator guy, old guy, he says, like, hey, would you tell me where what hotel you slept in last night? And Mark Zuckerberg falls right into it and says, no. Makes this awkward face. He's like, no, of course not. You know? And then he goes, how about where you ate? Did you tell me that? And he goes, no. And he goes, uh, what about what car you drove? Would you like that? And he goes, no. And then he goes, we'll see. Seems like you like privacy. You know, these people do too. That's what we're getting at here. That's the crux of everything, you know. And I thought that was pretty cool. It seemed like the senators knew what they were talking about. And I think the reason why is because this guy scares the senators, you know. Because he knows a little bit more than uh, he's letting it on. I mean, there's probably shit he could blackmail them for. And the senators, man, they ain't clean. None of those fucking people are clean. <laughs> but they, but they, I guess they're on like some false sense of justice, so they're gonna shit on them, 
Or maybe they're afraid of him. I don't know. It's tricky. I don't trust the government. I don't trust Mark Zuckerberg. You know, in the words of a friend of mine, on the, or co-worker, yeah, I trust no one. <laughs> That's what she said. She put, she put she put a Facebook post on that. But she, instead of saying no one, she put no, <laughs> she put no one together. Look, I was like, who's known? <laughs> Anyways, Mark Zuckerberg, here's to you. All right. Um, you, Conor McGregor got in trouble for, uh, well, you know what, I think I talked about this in my last podcast, but he got in trouble for, uh, beating up a bus or some shit like that, and he hurt somebody and he went to jail, so, that could have been a press thing, you know, Dana's like, hey, do this, or that could be a thing in which, I thought he was trying to, vi- like, maybe he really did get mad, I don't know, I don't know. I was I was theorizing that maybe maybe he asked for ten percent of the company and they said no and he flipped out. Who knows? <sighs> I watched that UFC fight two two three it was and I have to say um, that was the most exciting UFC fight in the last like couple years, man. For me at least, I watch UFC every now and then, but uh, it's not that you know it's not that great you know for me. I'll watch it more now. But I, I like the idea of USC. And I used to watch it when I was a kid. But um, this this one was very exciting. Um, like I watched, I started watching it when uh, this one guy in the featherweight, his name was Zabit. Uh, I can't even say Magomed Shapirov. He's fighting Kyle Bochinak, and that was one of the coolest fights I've seen in a long time. The Zabit guy was um doing everything he was doing flips and kicks and side kicks and switch kicks and jumping around it was like a pro and i I thought that was awesome and then it went to decision which that's cool it would have been cool if it went ended in knockout but it went to decision which was legit and then he fought this guy named kyle bachnik and that guy was cool too because he was getting beat up and he kept coming back for more the two were fighting and, and with uh, Zabit's back to the um, to the cage, and they were really banging it out, man. It was fucking cool. And then Bachnik was a fucking beast. He was like sticking out his tongue out and like screaming at him, "Ah, oh, I got this shit!" I thought it was the coolest fight ever. Everyone was standing up. It was like very exciting. Um, I'd watch those two fight again. I'm looking at Zabit now, and I'm gonna keep my eye on that guy when he fights. I'm watching. You know, if he start, if that was a one time fluke, ugh. That was a real good fight. And I like that botching A lot of heart. Um, <sighs> uh, Rose, uh, Rose Namanyamianis, the woman's straw weight. I fought Joanna Jurchcheck. I'm not good with these names, but they fought. And uh, it was a very exciting fight. See, I thought Joanna would win, like, period, like, flat out. Uh, they fought before, but Joanna was like, oh, it was the weight cut, and that could be true, you know, but she wasn't, you know, she kept blaming other things, you know, not taking responsibility, that's what I've been hearing, and uh, that Rose lady, man, she was like a snake, she would move very slowly and smoothly inward, and then start punching that Joanna, and Joanna was, Joanna, 
<laughs> Joanna. Joanna was like throwing a billion punches, like da 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 da. And it seemed like it just kept missing, and Rose would just get in there and hit her in the face, like really hard. <laughs> that was a great fight. And the last fight was a weird fight because there's this guy, Khabib, who's so badass, he fought a bear when he was a kid. That kind of shit. You could Google that. But um, they fought. He, well, he was supposed to fight one guy, and that guy tore his ACL or LCL. It was it LCL? And then he fought. And then he was going to fight another guy, but that guy couldn't make weight. And uh, <sighs> he fought this guy who was ranked 11. So Khabib was ranked number two, I guess. And Al La Quinta, I guess. La Quinta. He was um, ranked 11. He was the only one that was able to fight Khabib. And uh, Al, Al, okay, let's say this. Al was supposed to fight a three-round fight against some other guy. But um, I guess he was allowed to fight this dude and uh, Khabib. And Khabib is a badass. You know, I think he's like 25 an hour or some shit like that. Some weird-ass record. And um, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a big mismatch, I thought. Like, I'm not that, like, savvy on the UFC, but it looked looked like number two versus number 11. You know, this is not looking good for that La Canta, especially if the dude fought a bear, you know, as a kid. Anyways, the two fight, and you could tell right off the bat that Khabib was, he was just superior to that other guy in every way. He kept taking him to the ground and then just kept wearing him down, you know. And then the first round ended like barely, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" It ended with the with with Al or whatever his name is. Al, he was he was still around, so I was like, "Oh man, second round, he's done," because Khabib kept getting like close to a rear naked choke several times, and I thought that was it. So the second round goes down, and lo and behold, the guy st- sticks around. Man, he, Khabib was like fucking getting after him and like humping him and holding him down and all sorts of shit and i was like holy fuck man this is this is crazy and they they get all the way to third round i'm like fucking shit man i can't believe this is happening and so they fight again and now at this point they start punching at each other and khabib's like punching game wasn't as good as the other guy and it seems like Khabib's really good at, at tackling you down, but he wasn't really good at stand-up. I, I mean, from my observations. And the, the, the two were fighting, and when Khabib got a hit off, it, it didn't seem good, like a, like a good hit. It seemed like an okay hit. And um, Al just kept coming back for more, and he just kept banging it out, and eventually went to decision. And Khabib won. And and after the, I think after the second round, every time Khabib went for the takedown, he couldn't get him. I guess he just blew his wad. He couldn't do any more takedowns after that. So here we are. <sighs> so, what what are my thoughts? Um, yeah. So I mean, Khabib won. He won number two. The only reason he he's the champion in the world now is because um, I guess Conor McGregor got stripped of his title. So after he beats the number 11th guy and no one else is up there at the top, the number two becomes number one. And accordingly, according to data, the guy before uh, was a something Maynard. 
whatever. Anyways, whoever would have won that fight would have become champion. So the 11th rank 11 guy swung for the fences to try to get, you know, I'd see a rematch on that. Uh, I would like to see a rematch. And I have a feeling, though, after that, I think Kenta or Al, I think he would have won in retrospect, even though it looked like Khabib was just superior to him in every way. Joe Rogan's getting it, though. Which is irritating, because I heard the commentary. And by the way, it was really good commentary. I am biased, though. I really like Joe Rogan. But oh. I did listen to the to the commentary as I watched the fight. And they were you know, Joe Rogan was explaining that Khabib's... Um, um, what's it called? Uh, stand-up. Or he was. He said something to the effect that we're seeing flaws in Khabib's uh, game. Like he's not able to fight well and connect well. He's fighting okay, but it's not as good as it should be. And um, Jesus, hello. And um, that's a thing. And uh, I, I agree. Like, when you're watching the third round where Khabib was punching at him, it was not as good as the other guy, and the other guy wasn't that great. He's rank 11, you know? So, like, if he were to fight, like, a Conor McGregor or something like that, like a really good striker, I wonder, you know? I mean, it almost seemed like it was a lose-lose for Khabib. The only fight he got going on for him is if he fought Conor McGregor. I mean... He wanted to fight. I think he called out GSP. I really do think he called out GSP. Can't remember. But GSP is like higher echelon kind of nonsense. Will GSP come down from the mountain and fight Khabib? I mean, what's the point? Fighting a guy who defeated number 11. Man, he needs to earn some reputation of some sort. And his reputation should stand on his actions, though. You know, 25 wins in a row and all that. Or whatever. And he's the champion. But he he hasn't fought anybody you know, at that level, I guess, you know, at that that GSP level. Like, if he fought Connor and won, that'd be something. That'd be a cool fight to watch. I wish that fight would have went down. This fight was pretty good. All in all, I thought USC 232 was the really, it was one of the best UFCs in a long time. And I don't care about the next UFC. I'll watch it, and I guarantee I won't like it. So, that that being said, I have to do two things. One, refill my beer. And then I'll go into the riff section. Here we go. Riff section. The section of riffs. That's a good one. <coughs> Burping into a fucking mic. Who does that? <coughs> that burger slash beer is coming up. Alright, here we go. Rich poor versus poor on the island. So me and my wife and my kid now watch this show called Bear Grylls, The Island. And the concept of the show is they put a bunch of people on an island and they all have cameras and they leave them for 30 days. So they got to figure it out. It, I think it becomes real at that point because... It's not like there's a producer going over there. All right, guys, I've seen the tapes. This is what needs to happen next or anything. This shit's real, man. This shit's happening. They're recording and they edit it. That's I think that's the only thing that I that's the only thing I think that's kind of production value in the sense of like guiding a story is the, the way they edit it. I mean, if you recorded 24 hours of your day 
and you only edit out certain parts, you can either be an asshole or an awesome person, you know? <laughs> that one time you kind of lose it and they just show you just being pissed off and uh, edit the part out where you gave money to a homeless person, you know? That kind of shit. Other than that, though, shit's real. It's real as it gets, I, I think. I mean, you have to edit it down. They should have a 24-hour version of it. That's what they should do. I don't know why they didn't do that. Because we're recording 30 days, 24-7. They should have, like, a live feed or something like that. I mean, in the year 2018, they should be able to get a live feed constantly or set up cameras around the fucking place. I guess that would just cost too much money. should have an American version put that out. But anyways, this season's designed for... One group of people are rich. Another group of people are poor. And they have to go to the island and figure it out. And what I fucking love about this one is you get to see an aspect of people for, I don't know, it's something like a, it's almost a social experiment. I mean, it's fucking awesome that he did this. And, um... I wish he picked the applicants a little bit different, but it's good for what it is. I mean, if it was, was done a little bit better, I think, uh, I, I think you could be real, real. You can make a science paper out, out of this thing. <clears throat> let me let me explain what I'm talking about. So you got rich people, and you got poor people. Now these poor people are poor in the sense of like they don't make more than forty thousand dollars a year. They say pounds, but for the purpose of my podcast, I'm going to use money dollars. So everyone makes under forty thousand, which is our norm. Everyone makes like around thirty to forty thousand dollars a year, average person. Maybe even less. You know, thirty to forty, maybe even less. And there's different variations of these people. There's a person who's going to college, and they're trying to get their masters, so they're not making money right now. So they qualify for being poor, but they're not really poor because they're going to college. But I give you that. And then they have like different types of poor people. Like one guy is a glazer. I don't know what a glazer is, but I'm just I'm just thinking that's like a like a in and out kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know. But they got all these kinds of people, right? And they're poor in different ways. They're poor nonetheless in comparison to the rich. Now the rich people are weird. They're different types of rich. There's doctors. That makes sense, right? And that what they're what they are is like a hundred thousand dollars plus. And uh, you have an art designer or art guy. <clears throat> and then you got this one rich dude who is, um, he, he's the worst, I think. I hate him only because of his job title. It's He's a fundraiser guy. So he gets money from people donating. And he gives, he takes it for himself. Then of course, he's doing things. But he, he is getting money off of donations. And um, it's different from when, if like, say I own a podcast and you donate to me, you're donating for me to do this, okay? But it's different when I'm saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to feed the children, give me your money, and, oh, okay, I need to drive this BMW, but I'll feed Nuba Nuba uh, a bean because it's better than nothing, right? But the rest of the money goes to me. You know, that's fucking despicable, but that happens a lot, so what can I say? And there's other types of rich people. What I would have liked it to be is rich people who became rich because they're rich you know like as in like a like a mark zuckerberg didn't become mark zuckerberg on his own i mean he had to like come from something like uh i mean he worked like hard to get to where he's at you know and just worked out you know like like a poor person becoming rich 
I think that person would do a lot good on an island as opposed to somebody who um, was born into the right house and um, got money to go to college and, you know, just kept at it and then became a doctor, that kind of thing. But fuck it. Who gives a shit? There's rich versus poor. Fuck their motivations. It was a good show. So, so they're on this fucking island, right? And um, I noticed that a lot of the poor people were fat. There was like four fat people there. Like fat. You know, <laughs> like really fat. And um, the rich people, they were better shape. Some were chunky, like the art designer. But most of them were really good shape. And um, that was one thing I noticed. Another thing I noticed is that the poor people were lazy. Like not all of them, but some of them. Mostly the fat ones. They would always go to the beach every second you know that w- and i was wondering if that was an editing thing like i said earlier i wonder if they just edit it and but there was a reason why one of the guys he's working his ass off and he's getting all pissed off and then the poor the, this is the poor people i'm talking about and then the the fat people were like fuck this guy he keeps telling me what to do fuck him you know that kind of thing and it kind of sucked because you had a guy working and he's a bit of an idiot, but at least he's working. And then you got these poor people that were fat, and they just, they're just lazy. <laughs> and you know what sucks is, okay, so the rich people, they um, they did this thing that irritated me. They're, they found the beach that they wanted to get to, and they started like getting things ready to do stuff. But then when the fat people came up to them, or the poor, they met each other. They're like, oh, there's other people on the island. So they go up to them. They start talking to them. And you're in a survival situation. You see another person. You should be excited. They didn't even know there was other people on the island. But for some reason, the rich people were ignoring them and acting snobbish. And I was like, what the fuck? They just naturally um, ignored them. And I, I took that as, uh, like, they're very snobbish, you know. But, you know, upon watching this show, I wonder if they, they fucking felt it at the core that these fucking people were lazy. Because, okay, so the two groups come together, right? They're making fire. The poor people make the fire first, which is a big deal. It's hard to make fire in the wilderness. And they, they spent a lot of time making a shelter. And the fat people of the poor group kept doing nothing. They kept going to the beach and kept do, doing nothing. This, that's all they did. At the end of the night, when they finished the, tr- the the shelter that they made, the poor people snuggled up and fell asleep in the shelter. When the rich people came up there, they were like, what the fuck? There was nowhere for them to sleep. The very shelter they worked on, with the poor people, of course, not the fat people, couldn't sleep in their own shelter, so they had to sleep on their own. So it became a thing in which the it, it made me mad because I'm poor. Now, I really wanted the poor people to do well, but like in these first two episodes, we're not looking good, poor people. And the rich people, as arrogant as they were, man, they were, you know, getting it together. They were getting it done. And then they separated. They were like, fuck you guys, we're done. And then the poor people, as they are, they're like, fuck you guys. You know, and that became a thing. Later on, in the second episode, I'm not going to go through all the episodes because I'm still watching the show. And later on, two of the healthier-looking poor people came over because their fire went out. So they tried to get more fire. So they they borrowed fire. 
and they were telling them, you know, their gripes. You know, these fucking people are so lazy. Da, da, da. Like, well, why don't you join our group? Fuck those guys. And um, that really stuck in their head. And when they came back to their own camp, they explained that. And it was a thing in which, you know, like, fuck you then, you know, they get all mad. And they just. <laughs> The poor people, the problem with the poor people on this island were they weren't working together and they felt entitled. So whenever they took a break, they were like, oh, when shit wasn't going their way, it was someone else's fault. The rich people, well, it seems like they just kept getting things done. Things were just getting done <laughs> over there, you know. And then um, ah, one guy, though, I felt bad about it. Um, he, he, um... He was a bit of an outcast in the sense that he was a nerd. He was super smart, but he didn't know how to act with people. And I guess the fire was going out, so what they needed was a termite cave or some kind of a termite ball of stuff. I don't know. I guess it helps with fires. So he goes out there, and by the way, I don't know what the fuck he's looking for. He's looking for something termite-y. And he finds it, brings it back, and when he brings it back, everyone shits on this guy. You didn't bring it back. You didn't know what the fuck you were doing. And then he feels bad about this shit. And I didn't understand that at all. And then the rich dude, he was like, fuck, uh, I'm going to try to help people out. So he went to get food because they haven't eaten in about five days. <laughs> and uh, by the way, fat people hadn't eaten in five days. And they're still fat. I'm just saying. Anyways, so he goes out and he finds this thing of soda. And he goes, oh, that's soda. That's a big deal. You haven't eaten sugar. It's good for you. He brings it back. He makes a big deal about it. And he gives it to everybody, right? They drink it and they say, it tastes like shit. Everyone doesn't like it. And uh, so, like, it just blew up in his face. And he felt pretty sad about that. So he goes out in the distance he goes out in the distance, and he he's he. They all have cameras, right? So he takes a camera with him, and he does this thing—the interview, you know, like the real world where they're talking to the camera. And he starts breaking down because he thought he thought he was like a he thought he was a well-to-do guy. He understood that he wasn't. He's quirky, and people don't like him sometimes because he's too nerdy. But when in a moment in which he understood that you have an island. Your intelligence, well, the things that you knew didn't mean anything. All that matters is food, basic shit, and you're useless at this point. And um, he starts crying. He fucking starts crying because everyone's pissed at him, and he feels useless about this. And I saw, I saw that as, as a come-to-Jesus moment where it was like, for the first time ever, you realized you mean nothing. You know, and like it's a hit to the ego. Here, the ego is something you've built inside of you, meaning what you think of what you think of yourself. And that was stupid. I just did a Yahoo thing. There's a thought process of who you've built up, of who you are. Like, I'm a smart guy, or I'm a funny guy, things like that. I'm like this, I'm like that. And then that's your ego, that's who you think you are. And when somebody says something to that effect, um, sometimes you want to defend your ego. You're like, I'm not stupid, and they get all mad, or I'm not this, or you're like, I'm funny. You're you're the one who doesn't like to laugh at jokes. You know, 
like I mean that's it was ego dissolving he thought he was smart and he thought he was this he thought he was that and it didn't work and once you it looked like you could see the time in which he realizes that and he starts to cry because he's like oh fucking woe is me but i think that was a real good moment for this guy i mean if he killed himself that'd be terrible but when people go come to that moment i i I feel strongly about this if you have a, a, a persona you've built on built up in your head i am this person and you realize you are not that person and you realize that you know nothing in the end and in this whole time you thought you knew what you you thought you need to know everything you thought you were growing up you thought you were there you've achieved it especially this guy who's make over a hundred thousand dollars a year he thought he figured it out and then he realized he truly knows nothing you know even though he does know a lot of things in the end all of us know nothing you know <laughs> like you, you think you know how to drive until you you know race a race car driver you know you think you could fight until you fight an MMA fighter, you know, or you think you know math until you meet an Asian person. Ooh, that was a little bit racist, right? <laughs> but yeah, man, you think you're good at Street Fighter until someone beats you. You think you're good at drinking until someone out drinks you. Like, you think these things, and then there's always someone better. There's always something to know. There's always something to be better at. No matter how good you are at something, you're not the best ever. You always have room to grow, learn, in every aspect of your life. There's no end. It's infinity, you know? Everything you do, say, or think, there's an infinity there. You have to realize that. So that's dissolving of the ego, I think. It's like you, you know nothing. You're going to try harder, and you can get it done. But, you know, it, when he failed, he should have been like, fuck, I failed, okay. I mean, that's going to happen because I've never been stuck on a fucking island before. <laughs> so I move forward. But no, he felt bad about that. He was like, oh, shit. And why do you feel bad about that? You don't know anything about a fucking island. Well, because you're smart and you should know an island. Because you, know, you know how to email somebody. You know how to make a website. You should know how, you should know how to survive an island. Fuck no. <laughs> it should have been like, you shouldn't have an ego. You should have been like, oh, yeah, shit, I suck. Okay, I keep going. Um... Yeah, that's what it looked like. I mean, because he failed, and then he felt bad about it. And it's good to feel bad about your failures, but, you know, be constructive about it. But through his guilt, though, um, let's see, I'm building it up here. Through his guilt, he goes on a hunt with two other ladies and kills a snake. And, um, I mean, that's pretty fucking epic, right? Went from from finding dirty water or dirty soda water. To, uh, to just pissing off everybody to bring him back a snake where people haven't eaten in five days. Nothing could be better to, than providing. I mean, there's a natural instinct to provide. Like, if you think about it, it all goes back to centuries ago where you had a tribe of people and that, 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 that giving people something they wanted, like food. And admiration of that. You know, it felt really good. It's engraved into our genetics. We want to provide. We want to, we want people to like us, you know? It's a safety thing, you know? So he brings that food back and everyone fucking loves him. Not only that, he also finds these like fucking sweet potatoes. They're called Yukon, Yukon, something or other, roots or something like that. Those are like, 
like hardcore potatoes, which you need. You need carbs if you're starving. You know, carbs are not that great, you know, in this world. But if you're fucking starving, that'll give you the much needed boost to find more stuff, you know. Especially if you're expending like 5,000 calories a day, you're good to have a 300 calorie thing. <laughs> Anyways. I thought that was pretty cool. I tried to explain that to my son. I'm all like, he's sad because he's dissolved the ego and da 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 da. And then my wife interrupted and said something like, he's sad because he failed them, which is both of what we we're saying was true. Mine was a little bit too out there for a seven year old to understand. But I get heated up about stuff. I'm like, oh, the reason why is because of his ego. You know, that's a big thing of mine. Realizing you know nothing and that kind of thing. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. I'm always trying to learn. And the ego is in which you tell me something and I think I know everything. That's my ego, right? It's a horrible way of thinking. Anywho, um, another thing that they did was, see, the, the, poor, the rich people were doing so well. They had so much food that they gave this is weird it's something like i felt like they wrote this in like it can't be real the rich people got all this food right and the shelter's going great everything's going great for them that they gave food to the poor the poor people and they loved it and uh yeah it's kind of weird yeah um Rich, healthier. Yeah, another thing was, uh, I was like, man, why is it the poor people are fat? My wife interjected and said, well, maybe because they have money and time and they can eat better foods. And it's true. Like, if you're rich, um, you can you can afford buying, like, expensive, healthy food pre-made or hiring a cook or hiring a... Uh, um, uh, a nanny or somebody to clean for you because i find it that like to cook like healthy food and things like that it takes time because you have to chop that shit up and uh, cook it of course and then you have to clean the dishes too i mean that's a lot of time taken away from you it's a lot of work and uh with a lot of money you could have everything already pre-made you know blue apron that shit up you know if you want to i mean it's easy to eat healthy if you have lots of money i mean yeah it's easier nowadays than it was 20 years ago but i mean the time it takes to make healthy food it, it's a while i mean if, like at least like if you're about eating good healthy food i mean it's not an easy thing to cut up a bunch of carrots celery and veggies and meat and put it together some kind of intricate meal it's just it's really hard She's right, you know, rich people do have it pretty easy when it comes to eating healthy if they want to. You know, supposed to poor people, it's like everywhere we go, there's like a cheeseburger here or fucking this there. And it's all sorts of easy foods to get. It's not easy to get just a, like an awesome salad, I guess, or like because you're always on the go. Like you can't put a salad in one hand and eat it. <laughs> That'd be kind of fucking weird, right? Put a bunch of lettuce and mayonnaise in your hand and just eat it. Yeah, that's the Bear Gorilla show I was talking about. Uh, I was going to say something. Yeah, ever, ever since I made a website, though, a lot of people have been calling me to internet or network my business or whatever the fuck. And most of them are like Indian. 
but they, but when you look at the phone number, it's from Texas. And I'm like, how many Indians want to fucking help me on my uh, on my business? Which I don't even have a business. Fuck, I just made a website so I could do do other things. And they're like, oh, we want to help you with your business, and a lot of Indians doing that. I wonder if it's going through some kind of a server, like they make a call from India, and then they call another number and they call us. It's a weird thing, you know. Um, let's see what is this? Read my note here. Momentum. Loop. Eat bad work. Oh yeah, this is kind of more expanding on the uh, on the poor people and the rich people. Momentum is everything, right? I mean, if you're working hard, and usually when you're poor, you're working hard. You get in this momentum, this loop of things that you do. It's uh, knee and punches, huh? It, it's um, you wake up, you go to work. Um, but okay, so you wake up, fuck, you ain't got time. You eat something bad for you, like a English, like a like a McDonald's uh, McGriddle or whatever the fuck. You drive in your car, you go to work. You worked pretty fucking hard. It's lunchtime. You feel like you need a reward to get a McDonald's. You don't have that much time. Then you go back to work. Then you worked a hard day. Go back to a drive. Come back home and you're like, shit, I need to reward myself with a good dinner. So you eat In-N-Out or whatever the fuck. Pizza. The fuck. And then you go to sleep. Or you play a little video game here or there. And then you go back to sleep because you fucking earned it. Then you repeat the cycle. And you just get you get caught in this uh, this loop, you know, and you just keep doing it, and that's life. I mean, I think that people get caught up in habits, and um, they just get stuck there. And they're like, "Why don't you work out?" Well, I don't have time because I'm doing this and that, whatever. And I find it that if you catch yourself doing that, and if you stop. Instead of saying, well, I got to work, we're not got to work. I got to eat this, this quick sandwich because I got to work, you know, and I deserve a sandwich with uh, mayonnaise and sugary chicken or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I'm not even thinking right. I, eat, I have to eat this fried chicken, which I fucking love uh, because, you know, it's my reward and I, I can eat it really fast so I can get back to work. You know, I mean, I think if you took the time to think to yourself, hey, look, why not, instead of eating chicken, I'll eat the salad. Well, the salad's not appetizing. Well, fucking just do it. Just eat the fucking salad. You know, we get caught up in what we eat. I think a lot, a lot of life is about what we eat. <laughs> and the better that we eat, the better that we are, I think, as people. And it's not like a one, like a right now kind of thing. I think it's like a... After a course of time, and after that, it becomes comes a thing in your life where you're just eating healthy all the time, and you like that feeling, and you want it, and you want to keep doing it, keep moving forward. That's your momentum. I'm drinking. That's not a good momentum. I'm gonna drink and drink and drink. Other than that, though, working out and eating healthy, it's a pretty good momentum. And if you keep going and doing that, think to yourself, well, I got five minutes. I could do push-ups. Nah, because it's not enough to do push-ups. It's a waste of time. It's not enough for a workout. You're a fucking idiot. Just do those push-ups, and then you're going to want more. Every time you take a break, instead of fucking smoking a cigarette, why don't you do push-ups? Do Hindu squats. 
you know, do some sit-ups. Find a place to do sit-ups. I'll get dirty. Fucking get dirty then. Nothing beats being healthy. <laughs> Nothing. You feel good all the time. <laughs> it, it just It's just a thing. You work out, you sleep, and you eat right, and you feel great. Drinking is a bad thing. However, if you don't have that problem, then everything else is fucking great. So don't get caught in the loop, everybody, of your shitty lives. And if you don't think your life is shitty, I ask you, take stock in what you're doing. If you're working, eating unhealthy, uh, going back to work, then eating unhealthy, driving back home, eating unhealthy, and sleeping, and repeating the cycle, that's not living. There's a better life for you out there. I mean, eat fucking, like, what I do is I eat spinach and chicken. <laughs> That's my lunch. And I'll do sit-ups in between. I have a break, I do sit-ups. I have another break, I run some stairs. You know? I feel sweaty, I feel nasty, it feels uncomfortable, but fuck it. I'd rather have that, that workout. I'd rather have all the things, and the only negative side effect is that. Sweaty, I feel nasty, I'm a little tired. Oh, well. Working out, nothing beats it. Eating healthy, I eat the chicken, I eat the rice, it's fucking bland as fuck. But I like the feeling of not being sluggish after lunch. So I, I implore you people, eat, your, eat some chicken and spinach. And if you're eating something every day, you're tired of it. I mean, as long as it's healthy, it's all good. Just keep the fucking doing it. And if you want to change it up, go ahead and change it up as long as you're not eating something that has sugar in it, huh? Who am I to give advice? I don't know. But this is a podcast for me. So I'm pretty much telling myself this. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I got a podcast website. I, I think I mentioned in the beginning. So fucking go there. Get there. Buy some T-shirts. <laughs> I, made, I made some kind of a little cartoon figure in the front. Oh, that's so cute. And I was using some kind of Google Analytics try to monitor my site i have no fucking clue what i'm doing i will figure it out <laughs> uh next topic to riff about vegan anger power trip so what i mean by all that when i wrote that down is that um people people sometimes want to be superior to other people okay that being said if you become a vegan um, a lot of vegans get angry and they want to shit on other people. How dare you eat animals? Blah, 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 blah. How dare you do this? How dare you do that? Right? And I think that's just a thing in which um, I feel it myself. When I work out and I eat healthy, I feel pretty good about life and I want to share it with everybody else. You know, it's like a honeymoon phase. You feel really good about that. Right? But that power could be part of the dark side. You can get, you could do the same exact thing and be a dick. And be like, oh, now I feel better. I am better than you because I lost a lot of weight and all that. You know, I think that's a, a thing in which when these fucking people who are shitty people finally get some kind of a loop of health nonsense, they start using their powers for the dark side. They get caught up in this loop. They're already shitty people to begin with, shitting on people for no reason. But now they're healthy, so they got that going on for themselves. Now, they're still going to shit on other people, but now they're going to blame them for eating animals. Some shit like that. So, I think that's where your vegan anger comes from. It's not that it's vegan anger. It's these people were shitty to begin with. 
and then now they're shitting on other people because now they're vegans. It could have been anything. They could have been cokeheads and shit on other cokeheads. So you don't understand, man. You need coke. <laughs> Gun control arguing. I was on uh, Facebook. And my, you know, I've been ranting about gun control for the last like three fucking weeks or whatever. And um, this one guy was like, he was taking things that I said and he's trying to turn them on, on themselves. And this is a thing people do. You know, he goes, because I'm all about, you know, those assault rifles and shit. I'm okay with you with having handguns. And you probably can get a high kill ratio if you're fucking expert level. But um, this guy was like, no, man, the Virginia Tech guy, he shot a bunch of people with a handgun and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, yeah, I get you, man. I feel you. But uh, I'm talking about, like, high school kids getting assault rifles. Like, I know it's a figure of speech assault rifle, but if it's semi-automatic and it's a rifle and, you, you know, you, you fucking watch a YouTube video, you could be pro-status. You know, you can watch all the YouTube videos in the world and hold a handgun. You probably won't get as be the best kills ever. You get assault rifle and then start going off on it. You're going to kill a lot of people. Uh, that's just going to happen. Oh. But he was, debate he was debating semantics. It was like, well, this guy did this and that guy did that. And I'm like, I get you. But I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about assault rifles. Let's do something. And I was explaining, I explained, uh, I was like, I get it, it's a mental, mental thing, you know, these crazy people get a hold of the guns. I mean, what, can, what the fuck can we do? I mean, is it all of a sudden going to be a thing where we could regulate guns? No. If we just get one weapon out of the way, you're good. I mean, and then I argued to the point of, uh, I was like, what's the point of the government? Um... You know, having weapons to fight the government off. Say the government turns bad, right? They're, they're turned bad. And you have assault rifles and whatever. How are you going to fight them? They have drones. Like, right? whoa, Afghanistan, you know, Vietnam, you know, guerrilla warfare. The very people that want to turn their weapons on their own people are no longer good guys. They're not going to care about shit like nuking you or not, you know? You know, why is it in Afghan we're losing the Afghanistan war? Because we're not killing everybody in sight. We just are killing everyone. We'd win. Same thing with Vietnam. If we just nuked everywhere, we'd win. But we didn't because we're the good guys. I mean, I know it sounds weird. I know in America our thing is about hating each other. I don't know what that came from, but we all hate each other for some reason. <laughs> but we could have won a lot of wars by just decimating the opposing force by, you know, not giving a shit about the land and everything else. And um, if once we stop giving a shit about that and we're like, oh, you know what, let's let's kill everybody, you know, and we're like, oh, yeah, we got assault rifles, they'll fucking poison our fucking food supply. <laughs> we'll shoot nukes, man. You can't fucking hide in some goddamn tree from a nuke. You can't hide in a cave, Afghanistan style. They nuke you. Or send some virus out. I mean, shit, man. With CRISPR and the idea of gene editing, it's only a matter of time before someone gene edits a virus to kill a certain select group of people. I mean, we have mapped the genome. We know what genes to kill. I'm like, who has this gene which is prone to anger? Let's kill this person. You know, fuck. Dude, they can do whatever they want. I don't know. But in reality, this is where 
And you know another thing he did? He he wanted to label me. He goes, "You're fuck fucking liberal." Yeah, how the fuck am I a liberal? I'm all about guns. I just didn't want assault rifles. I'm all about abortions. You know, I guess that's liberal. Let's see what what Republican values do I have? I do think we should fix this welfare thing, but and then give it to everybody. So maybe I don't know what that is. I don't know. All doctors should be so it should be socialistic. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm liberal. I would argue that I lean more liberally than I do Republican. But I'm not averse to, to that. If you fucking believe in some uh, a Jesus, I'm not against that. So there. Republican. Praise Jesus. But anyways, the reality is I lost because I was arguing. Why the fuck am I arguing on Facebook? Ugh. I'm such an idiot. But, you know, one vice at a time, you know. You know, you can only give up cheeseburgers. You can't give up arguing, huh? That takes time to give up the arguing. I mean, people, if you're arguing with some idiot on the Facebook, stop. You're you're losing when you're arguing on the on the Facebook. Oh, yeah, motivating somebody. Today, I was at work, and this one girl, she uh, she was talking about she didn't want to work out. And I was like, you should work out. And I couldn't help but say that because I was like, uh, I don't I don't know how to say this. I I was I was compelled to say something. And um I I try not to say things that I think out loud in my head sometimes, but I felt like this was the thing to say. I was like, "Hey, you know, don't put it off tomorrow." I mean, these are excuses. We as a people come up with excuses all the time to not do something. And we put it off to some... I always talk about this in every podcast. We always put it on to that tomorrow person. That person who doesn't exist. You always say... I explain this. You always say, you know what? I'll work out tomorrow. Or I'll, I'll diet tomorrow. Or I'll... I'll cook that dinner tomorrow, or I'll do this tomorrow. Anything good, you'll say, I'll put it off tomorrow, right? And then that tomorrow comes, and you don't do it. So whoever that tomorrow version is, you know, is pretty fucking awesome. You know, he does, well, for me, it's a guy. That tomorrow person gets to do shit. He does push-ups and sit-ups and runs and shit and fucking reads about things, learns about new things, does a good thing, does all these things. But then the next day comes and that tomorrow person's not there. It's me. I am that tomorrow person and I don't want to do any of those things. That's why I keep saying that I'll do it tomorrow. So I tells her, why not be the person tomorrow, today? Be the person who wants to do the push-ups today. Be the person who runs up them stairs today. Be the person who eats right today, right now. Because now is who you want to be. Not the future. I had explained it like twice, but she got it and she went and did them stairs. I felt fucking guilty as fuck. I did not want to say any of that shit. And then she did it and I, I, I was like, I still feel guilty. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was good that she did that. It validated what I said. But I felt that was Russian roulette. I dodged the bullet. You know, the one person I tell, hey, you can do this. 
and they fucking take it the wrong way. Who the fuck are you? How do you know my life? Fuck you, asshole. And I'm like, shit, I did not mean to tell you any of that. You know, sometimes when you do a good thing, it ends up in a bad thing. That's a different philosophy. I'll fight another day. But in retrospect, I really should hold my shit together and not tell anybody, hey, you can do it. Because I don't think I'm ready yet. I haven't built up my uh, palace of awesomeness. I am trying to build that future version of me now. And I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm about 50, 50, 70 podcasts away. (laughs) I got to get up to 100, then I'll be good. I'll be the person I want to (laughs) be. But... uh, one podcast at a time, everybody. And, uh, yeah, be the person you want to be tomorrow, today. Do the push-ups. Do the sit-ups. Do the dieting. Even if you do one push-up, fuck it. Do it. And don't think to yourself, oh, man, it's just the one push-up. It's not worth it. It's fucking worth it. Everything you want to do and you didn't do, you think to yourself, oh, man, I'm just going to do a little bit of this and that that's not even worth working out or dieting you're like oh man well shit since i had the fucking salad plus the sandwich you know well who's to say dessert you know i already went this far no stop stop there you haven't gotten that far because you have it yet <laughs> be who you are don't 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 try to be that other bad person be a good person i'm good work out if you want to Do what you can with what you got. All that good stuff. And always, everyone, stay frosty.